Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. We have our evening with Medium events coming up on August 23rd. You guys sold us out last week, so thank you so much for that. And we have our next event coming up on December 13th. Tickets are on sale at the website by sarlo.com, so get those while they last. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity, currently available on the website by sarlo.com only, coming to Patreon soon. Um, Sips of Sanity is a short podcast series. There are five shows. They run the first week of every month. Kelly and I pick a topic based on emotional intelligence or spiritual intelligence, and we try to build your toolkit. We have gift certificates and personal sessions available. You can book them and experience them from anywhere in the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, or Zoom. Back to Patreon. So Kelly and I have... um, a Patreon account now. The purpose of it is to give you more information and more tools. So we are responding to your requests for more. Um, You can do donations. So you can do a one-time if you want. You can buy it um, a package. So Kelly is organizing it and creating tiers where you will be able to choose exactly what you'd want and what you can afford to pay. It helps Kelly and I tremendously, whether you are doing a membership or whether you're just giving a one-time donation or donations whenever you feel that you can, because we've upgraded, we've got beautiful equipment, and we're trying to, well, we're, we're just trying to give you more of, so we need some help getting there. Yeah, this is extended yeah. hours of, oh. of work every single week mm-hmm. um, on both of our parts to create content, to edit it, to have it at the quality that we've been fortunate yeah. enough to do yeah. um, with the help of many professionals in town. Yeah. So this uh, this helps us continue to have the energy to do these things for you. And hopefully you can drag me out of my second job and <laughs> just have the one. Okay. So uh, Patreon will be launching in September. If you have any interest in that at all, you can email us at info at Give us your first and your last name, as well as your email address, and we will sign you up for that newsletter. So you can be the first of our patrons, or you can just sort of ease yourself into it, educate, and then figure out what's best for you. Okay, let's get going. So today's story is about two women who came in to see me um, here at the house, and they... They just came in and sat down and said, we're just going to let you go wide open. And I said, okay. And as soon as they said that, a spirit walked into the room and said, I'm Patrick. Nice. And I said, okay. Yes, nice, because we don't always get names. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, so who are you? And he goes, I'm their brother. And I said, okay, are you dead or alive? And he goes, I'm dead. And I said, all right then. So we're heading straight into medium. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, Karen, before you say that, he goes, um, uh, I had Downs. And I said, what? And he goes, I had Down syndrome. He goes, you can say that to start. And he says, because on the way here in the car, the girls were talking in the car about coming to see you. And that if I said, or if you said Down syndrome, that it would be like... A big the thing. Yeah, like yes. yeah, the thing to kind of say that was like, you know, right between the eyes. And he goes, so you know, like hit him right between the eyes. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, and you can you can make fun of them. You can kind of like, you know, if she knows it's downs <laughs> like this. And I'm like, huh? 
what do you mean I'm supposed to go like this? Don't typically start <laughs> off with an insult. Yeah, I said, I'm going to look like really cranky. Yeah. And he goes, no, they did it in the car and it's their thing. They talk like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I said, well, I'm a little bit nervous to do that, but I'll give it a try. So I did. I went right ahead and did it. I said it the way he said to say it, which looked really crotchety. <laughs> and both ladies laughed. And I was freaking relieved. (laughs) And I said, okay, so I I hit that spot on. Oh my God, yes. And that is exactly how we talk. We make faces. So they have this whole little thing and both women do it to each other. Everybody in the family mocks it, whatever, it's their thing. So it was a fun start. It was just a really, really nice, like right into the into the session. He says, Karen, he says, this session is going to be heavy and light. This is, it's going to be a mix up. You're going to have to flip flop frequently with me. And I said, okay. I said, I will do my best to do that. And it proved true. I think Kelly through the entire session that both of these women have the emotional intelligence to flip flop. Mm -hmm. And I say the emotional intelligence to do it because that is exactly what it is to be able to move with your emotions. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify this because for anyone who doesn't understand what that means, mm. uh, a great example would be that if if you don't know how to regulate your own emotions, oh, yeah. if we're in a light moment and we're doing something funny and it's yeah. a laugh, and then we switch over to a very hard-hitting topic or something that's very uncomfortable, some people can continue to laugh through the hard things. Right. Not understanding that it's not necessarily appropriate. Yeah. Or, well, I was going to say kind of proportionate, but I think appropriate fits even better. Yeah, it does. Right. So if you can switch, then you can sort of sit there, take it in, have a serious face, and move forward to actually be able to process the information instead of laughing it off. Mm-hmm. It's assessing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's um, an assessment tool. And if you're hearing something heavy that you don't necessarily like, or maybe it's not that you like it, but that it's just not necessarily flattering, mm-hmm. you have the ability to listen, process, understand where your responsibility is in it, mm-hmm. and then you can switch to the light right after and appreciate it without having to stay in your own anger mm. or your own, I'll say, um, humility or humiliation, mm. depending on how you're taking it. Oh, I like that. Humility versus being humiliated and feeling mm-hmm. shame and guilt and staying stuck in your shame and guilt yeah. and then getting angry about it. Yes. So that's what yeah. we mean when it when it is to have emotional intelligence to flip-flop through the different types of messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's lovely. I like how you explained emotional intelligence for people and gave them the examples. And it goes through, you're, people are going to hear that it it's part of the family mm-hmm. and, and it's part of exactly who he is. And some people might think, what, with Down syndrome? What do you mean he has emotional intelligence? And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit back, get comfy, take <laughs> notes. Yeah, ex- absolutely. And other people might think, well, that's an ignorant comment. I know someone with Down syndrome, and of course they have that. And and I would say yes, and I know that too. But but I make those statements because there are people that don't. Mm-hmm. And it and while it is ignorant just by nature, mm-hmm. many of us aren't touched 
yeah. in our lives with someone with Down syndrome. That's we right. don't have that firsthand experience. That's right. And so the ignorance, as you're saying, just comes from lack of exposure. And not an intention to hurt or argue. Right. Okay. So one of the things that Patrick brought up at the beginning of the session was the fact that both of his sisters talked to him in the car. They talked to him at work. They talked to him absolutely everywhere. And he says, but this is not a biggie. This is not something new. This is something that they did when I was alive because I was nonverbal. And so the girls, right from the time I was a baby, and, and they're older than me, so right from the time I'm born and can't verbalize everything, they have to figure me out. They have to know what I'm thinking. They have to intuit a lot. And he says, so they do. And they have full-blown conversations. And he says, with me, like out loud. And he says, and then when I die, they just figure, well, what's the difference? So they continue. They continue having the full conversations with him every single day since he's passed. Out loud and in their head? Both. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it would just be like they'd even say things together when they're, the two sisters are together. Well, Patrick would say this. Well, Patrick would tell us that. Just the same as when Patrick was alive. So for them, there is a difference because he's passed, but there's no difference. Isn't that really cool? Mm-hmm. And something that they do is that they take all of those skills, all of that intuitiveness, and they use that. And they take all of that intuitiveness, all of those skills, hun, and they move all of that, all of those abilities into their relationships with their boyfriends, husbands, as life progresses, their children, their parents, and then they take it to work. They take it in to their environments. Both of these women are successful businesswomen. They both have companies, separate. Tell me more about the skills. Tell our audience more about the skills that they take into these relationships. Oh. Because so far, you, all you've said out yeah. loud, and I know the conversation that's happening in your head, but all you've said out loud is that they talk incessantly. <laughs> so can we give those women... Oh, I like that. Yeah, do them some justice here. Well, he's nonverbal, so they have to observe. Okay. They have to be able to see his moods. Okay. They have to be able to see his facial expressions. Good. They hear conversations in their heads. So if they say, do you want banana pudding or chocolate? He doesn't respond. He might not even point to which one he wants. They have to intuit it, which one, and then they put it in front of him. Then he might push the bowl back. They might have got it wrong. So they find out right then and there if their intuition is correct or not. Okay. And so they constantly have to build on that. And as they do, remember, these are kids. They're playing with this. So as they do, by the time they're teenagers, they're well into, the whole family is well into this. And overall, what you're talking about is connecting. Absolutely. People call it intuitiveness. You can call in your intuition connecting. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely lovely. And so every single person in the family, the parents, the cousins, everybody that comes around, the family, friends, everybody has to participate in this because this is the way this family functions. So then boyfriends come in and become husbands, function. They, both girls have their own children. And so now these children function. 
the same way that their parents do because they have moms and dads doing it, Mm -hmm. grandparents doing it, their aunt and uncle is doing it, their cousins are doing it. This is normal, healthy behavior. This isn't woo-woo, three-headed shit. What? Well, some people refer to his intuitiveness as crazy. Is that your term or someone else's term? Oh, it's just terms I've heard from other people. I am not going to call this show woo-woo three-headed shit. (laughs) Good. Thank you. I would would assume you wouldn't, but I'm just making a point that for some other people, they would think all of that's nuts. No. Well, fine. I'm not disagreeing with that part. What you're talking about in connection is effort. Yeah. And that's the healthy part of relationships. You're talking about observation is one of the things that you said. You're talking about communication Mm -hmm. and check-ins. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of that becomes very natural to move in and, and understand it as intuition because you are knowing someone, you're watching them grow, you're adapting. Mm-hmm. And now you take that into your marriage, you take that into the community when family and friends come to the house or a repairman or whatever, everyone's treated the same. And now both these women take those into their work environments. Mm -hmm. So now they treat their employees in the same way. And they encourage that amongst the employees. And it's okay to make mistakes because remember, I got banana pudding wrong. Mm -hmm. He pushed it back and went, "Eh," and didn't want it and grabbed the chocolate. I got it wrong. So what? Mm -hmm. So what? I got it wrong. If the needs are being met, if I'm learning something, if I'm figuring out when I'm getting it right and when I'm getting it wrong, I'm learning. So there isn't a making fun of, there isn't a fear of failure, there isn't a fear of making mistakes and having to pay for it or being made fun of or whatever that whole big list is. They just don't exist. And they don't allow their company employees to participate in any of the bullying activities. It's a safe environment. It's the only environment. Mm -hmm. And so quite literally, if somebody comes in and can't participate, they are educated And if they don't want that type of education, then those women show those people the door and say, this is how this company functions. If you choose not to, you have the choice to leave, but we will not be changing for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. And my employees will not be be made fun of. Or subjected to your behavior. Yes, on any level. That's an open door policy. That's that's upholding policies and procedures of non-discrimination and harassment and violence in the workplace. Beautiful. Congratulations to both of them. Yeah. And remember all of them, pardon me. Yes, because I really want to point this out. This is these two this is these two sisters Kelly that are doing it in two separate companies. Mm-hmm. Both extremely successful. Then from that, their spouses are both business people. They, this is now four companies. Are they hiring? <laughs> These are now... Because I feel like our followers might be like, I can, where do I send my resume? <laughs> yeah. These are four business people that are allowing this in four different types of companies. No, demanding it. Oh, demanding it, encouraging it, nurturing it, everything that's absolutely beautiful and gorgeous, right? Healthy. So you're leaving out a fun part, and I don't want to take the punchline away from you. So he says that his sisters are amazing businesswomen. Yes. And oh, he says yes. of himself. Yes. And he says, and so am I. 
and thank you. And I said, what? And he goes, I'm a successful businessman. And he says, because the way that I saw it was, I'm the one that taught all these people this shit. I'm the one that instigated all of the courses and lessons. I'm the professor. Mm -hmm. I'm the CEO. So good. I'm the owner. And the girls just crossed their legs, folded their arms, put their heads back, and just joyfully had the best, healthiest laugh I've heard. Because it was an absolute yes. Not a laughing at somebody. An absolute, oh my God, he totally got that right. He is the fucking CEO of the family. And I just, it's just such a gorgeous moment to totally see purpose. Mm-hmm. To totally understand that he got purpose. And these these sisters had children. So as they have these children, their children are going through diapers and then getting potty trained and moving on in stages. And so they would say, the children would say, Mommy, how come Uncle Patrick isn't coming out of a diaper? How come he's not using the potty? How come I'm older or he's older than me? And he's still in a, in a diaper. And so the sisters would say, well, sweetheart, because everybody has different processes and different purposes. That's not his purpose. He has other purposes. You stand in front of him and see if you can guess which he likes, banana or chocolate pudding. And it was like, what? Well, he can't verbally tell you. So his purpose is to teach you to know it. You talked to, like when you, I won't say pitched this because obviously we were going to do it. Um, When we discussed the podcast ahead of time, you were talking about that they highlighted that everyone has different progress and progress looks different for everyone. Exactly. And that we celebrate different milestones for people. Yeah. And that it was okay to celebrate, yay, you went potty, honey, Mm -hmm. for you. But we have to turn to him and say, yay, thank you for teaching us how to use our intuitiveness, how to connect to you, how to love you, how to know you. Because it's not just about knowing Patrick. We have to take all those skills and use them in other places in our lives. And not just with family, in work environments, with our friends, Mm -hmm. with our own selves. We have to pay attention to our own inner knowings. Mm -hmm. So we celebrate that about Uncle Patrick what he does and if he needs to be in a diaper is not something that is even on his agenda that we're supposed to acknowledge. That's That wasn't his thing. Or expect or wait for. That's right. It's just not there. Mm-hmm. It's not on the list. So we have to really pay attention to what's on that list and make sure we don't miss those things for Uncle Patrick. Just like we're going to make sure we don't want to miss the things that you get. And that everybody has a right to have different things on their list. Mm-hmm. And I just... That's just an absolutely incredible thing to teach children. Mm -hmm. And then for these women to say, okay, and look at a partner and be able to look at their husbands and go, okay, are you on board or not? Because a husband, a partner, could undo all of that behind their backs. (laughs) So mom thinks. But then be able to mock mom and Uncle Patrick and kind of like wink, wink to the kids and divide the family. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Yeah. Can I talk about some more examples? Wait, yeah. Can yeah. I just finish that one particular one? Those husbands did not mm-hmm. wink, wink. Those husbands stood there and said, no, that's right about Uncle Patrick, and that's right about you. So we have to make sure we don't miss his milestones, 
and we make sure we honor what He's here to to do in His purpose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's going to be on us to figure out what His purpose is. He's not going to come right out and go, pay attention, Mm -hmm. because that's not what He does. But And sometimes He will. He will get our attention. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure we don't punish Him when He's trying to get our attention. We don't say it's bad behavior Mm. and ignore Him or punish Him in some way, isolate Him, or do terrible things, which humans can do. Mm-hmm. So they stood up and said, okay. And those those four adults, if they missed something, would be like, hey, we missed a, hey. They were a team, and they saw him in his position. So he is the CEO. And even though they all four of them are CEOs and own their own businesses, they knew who the CEO of that family was. Mm-hmm. And they knew the value of that. Mm-hmm of being able to be top boss and then walk into another environment and go, I'm not top boss here. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Cool. I'm here to learn. I'm here to get it. I'm here to gather all my tools to go back when I'm CEO and implement them there. How nice is this? Mm-hmm. You mentioned something too, and I, I still want to go back to examples, but you yeah. mentioned before when we were talking about this that this was consistent. They didn't oh, just yeah. do this when they were on or they had the energy, or they mm-hmm. wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's right. Doesn't matter about your mood. Or your fatigue, or the day that you've had. Or the or, drinks. Right. Like this was consistently their behavior. That's right. And I wanted to go back, like I said, to the examples of going behind uh, someone's back, right? So if we're going to celebrate the milestones in front of him, but then we're going to make fun of them behind his back Mm -hmm. with other people, and like you said, divide the family, I think a really good relatable example is um, school, right? Because a Mm. lot of people struggle in school, and a lot of people are very successful in it. Mm -hmm. But if we're only valuing academic success, Mm -hmm. and we congratulate the progress or the milestone of that person, Mm -hmm. and another sibling can't do it, doesn't want to do it, can't relate, has personnel problems or behavioral problems, Mm -hmm. then we might sit there and say, oh, you know, it's just not his path and he'll figure it out. But when we talk to other family members, we say things like, "Mm, I don't think he's going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, it's really too bad. And so our our message changes, mm-hmm. right? And I, I've seen this too, where siblings, one goes into a very structured career, the other one goes into entrepreneur, which we know is <laughs> tough as nails. Mm-hmm. And so there's success for the career that's structured. You go in and you, you have a pension, you have benefits, you have job security, and it's like, congratulations, that's incredible. Then we celebrate the person who starts their own business and says, wow, you're such a hard worker. We're so proud of you. But we say behind their back, you know, oh, I'm, I'm really worried for them. They don't have the stability that other people have. You know, what if they're not successful? Mm-hmm. And we share all of our, I'll say true colors. And while we might think it's coming from a good place, mm-hmm. it really shows what we value. Ooh. Because you're talking about celebrating milestones and knowing that they're different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it comes out in this very honest, very raw, sometimes unintended way that we actually don't value that. Mm-hmm. I, I think this moment needs a pause. I really do, Kelly. I think it's where people could, you know, hit the pause button and go make another cup of coffee. Maybe decaf at this point. <laughs> so you're not revved up. Yeah, because it's a moment to be able to go, hmm, do I do that? 
Yeah. Or hmm, is that why I feel uneasy about someone in my family because yeah. they praise me to my face, but I know deep down or I hear it. this isn't what they're proud of. Yeah. You could hear it at the moment. So say you're, you know, there's a particular event and they're telling you that they're proud, but then maybe company comes for dinner and you hear them saying it at the dinner table when company's present. Because you don't, and you, and you want to like slide it off where you don't realize that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And they hear you. They may even give you a look like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, this, like, what are you doing? This is reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say something. I think it's also gaslighting them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Because you're telling them one thing to their face and then you're doing something or saying something or showing a belief that's completely the opposite, which is gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And they have the right to kind of basically stand up at dinner, hold their fork and go, gaslighting, (laughs) call you out. Not the knife. (laughs) Yeah, but I just mean Mm -hmm. they have the right to call you out on that. And, And what happens if they do is that quite often that person then becomes, the gaslighter, becomes angry and defensive Mm -hmm. instead of thoughtful and aware and apologetic and sincere. To be able to go, "Mm -hmm, you're right. Maybe I need to take a look at some of my beliefs. I do want to support you. I do because I love you, but I I am mixed up. Mm -hmm. So my mixed upness is my stuff, not yours. But so many of us don't have the emotional intelligence to have that in the conversation. And we might sit in our shame instead, especially if we've done this to them in public, right? Mm-hmm. We created the public situation to protect ourselves from being called out. And so if they actually do it to us in public, then we lash out at them. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. That's terrible, immature, low EQ behavior. And I, I, I wanted to pause to like really word it that way, because some people are going to listen to this and go, yes, because it's their moment of knowing if they're the ones that are being gaslit, oh my God, there are people that get this. Karen and Kelly get this. Mm-hmm. I am not crazy. This is called something, and now I know what it is, and now I know what I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's, that's one of the reasons we do the show, so that people can sit and really listen to this. Yeah. And and let's be clear too, we're talking about inconsistencies. Yes. Because you can value both the standard career and the entrepreneurial career as an example. Mm-hmm. And if two people are at the table saying that they're at these two stages of their lives, mm-hmm. you can be excited for both of them. Mm-hmm. You can congratulate both of them mm-hmm. and understand that there's value in both. Mm-hmm. That's consistency, right? You don't sit there as the entrepreneur going, well, if they're congratulating her, they must not actually genuinely value me. No, we can see that maybe this person always desired stability Mm -hmm. and that this person is really valuing creativity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's all in there as well, right? Like, Yeah, I understand. Yeah, the point was inconsistency that we were talking about. Yes, good. And back to the family being consistent. Right, and and here's where Patrick comes in and says, we weren't always like this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Just when he became CEO? Well, you have to remember, right, as a small child, it's one of his purposes to create these situations for them, right? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, he says, I learned how to give them the stink eye. And so I looked at the girls and I said, well, you know, he learned how to give you a stink eye so that you knew you were gaslighting him. And I thought, 
Well, there's a lovely little tool that we don't really put in any psychology books. The stink eye. <laughs> you like write it in your textbook. Yeah. One of Karen and Kelly's tools for emotional intelligence. Effective coping mechanism. Yeah, stink eye. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and let, let's go back to the fact that he's nonverbal and that he is to use or chooses to use body and facial cues, right? So he has to make them. I'm going not to say has to. Patrick learns to make his facial expressions, his eye, like the looks, everything, the way that he communicates. Mm -hmm. So stink eye is important. Mm -hmm. It has value. And they learn that when he's giving them stink eye, it's like, well, now you're lying. And I really like that because I really do think that people do do these things to others. A boss can really look at somebody and go, and, and give you the look like, I know you're lying. Mm -hmm. I might not, because of you know codes and standards within governments, be, be able, able to call, to call you, you out on it. Yeah. But these eyes and the, this these eyebrows are saying we both know better. Mm -hmm. So this is your opportunity to do better, and and that's where we really have to take that opportunity, and that's where emotional intelligence comes in. And this is where I think one of Patrick's purposes was absolutely amazing, because here he is nonverbal, and his biggest purpose in life is to create communication. Mm -hmm. And it is to create emotional intelligence. And the way that he does so much of this, yes, is by facial expressions, but by building intuitiveness, mm -hmm. by building their telepathy, by building the connections to each other. And I say that because the other day I was in the grocery store and I said something to the lady in my head and she replied out loud. And I went, I was just thinking that in my head, and you replied to me. I said, good for you. And she looked at me, doesn't know who I am, and she said, well, that would be telepathy. So she's teaching me. And I said, yes, it would be telepathy. Good for you. And she goes, well, good for us. Nice. And I said, that's right. Good for us. And she goes, because it's communication. And I'm sat standing in the grocery store thinking, oh, my God, I totally love this. She's standing there teaching me this lesson on telepathy, freaking loving doing this with her. And she's in her head figuring it all out, calling it what it is, not worrying about what anybody else in the line behind me is thinking. Well, and let's take this as one of our previous examples. She's a grocer. Mm -hmm. And her purpose can be in the interactions that she has with clients mm -hmm. in how she chooses to teach yeah. and how she chooses to speak and communicate. Yeah. And Kelly, she was so calm, so sure of herself. She was just putting things in the bag and swiping them past the little, like the machine. And it was like, well, it's telepathy. Swipe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just so matter of fact, so kind. It was just like, I'm not going to argue with you. Mm -hmm. If you make fun of me, I have no time for you. <laughs> And I really liked that. I feel like people should be like, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's a very good one, eh? Anyway, so back to Patrick. I, I, I love the fact that he discussed so much with his sisters that because they participated, he was successful in living his life purpose. Mm -hmm. And because they found two men in their lives that grew into this, and let's say grew into it because they weren't raised in these families that were super telepathic and were all into this. There was a desire for love, a desire to be family, a desire for connection with each other, to support each other. They had core beliefs of what 
being a human being is. And I'll say a human being first. Mm -hmm. And then what being a family is, being a husband, and so on and so on. And, And then an employer. And I just think how beautiful and symbiotic the whole thing was because every single one of them was, or I'll say at different points, were on the same page. And when they weren't on the same page, it was like he was that CEO that walked around giving the stink eye, like, you're not on the same page. Well, I want to go back because you were talking about being a human being first. Yeah. And then being family and Mm -hmm. then being an employee or Mm -hmm. an employer. And what you're talking about is not erasing the different aspects of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a family member first, then you don't have an individual identity. Mm -hmm. And if you're a team player on a in a staff first, then again, you don't have an individual identity. And so how can you actually fully be yourself if you don't fully exist? Right. And you're talking about too, Mm -hmm. just to say something that you you said before this, that he was successful as a CEO of this family because the other people stepped up Mm -hmm. to to really let him lead. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that he's saying at the very beginning, he had a little bit of a rough go as a kid pulling these people into line. Mm -hmm. And that he was a kid doing this. This wasn't a 30-year-old person. He was a child trying to get them into line. Mm -hmm. And it was because of his needs that they had to pay attention and couldn't let go of paying attention. And I think that's also super important for people to hear. Because sometimes if we don't have a person with special needs, we just all pull apart. Yeah. And I just thought how beautiful it was that Patrick tried to word it that way, to say that to his sisters. Thank you for pulling together for this. Mm -hmm. You still had choice. Your partners still had choice. You didn't have to teach your children these things. You could have gone off and lived your own lives. But they totally chose humanness first. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about a belief system, too, Mm -hmm. where... They believed because of his needs, they couldn't, they couldn't mm. have a moment of unattentiveness. Mm. But if you actually decided today, chose to believe in a belief system that in this relationship, I can't afford to be unattentive, mm. right? Oh, Kelly. You have a full capability of physical and emotional and communicative Mm-hmm. traits, right? Mm-hmm. But if I still hold the belief system that I cannot afford to be unattentive, then how much how much bigger does our relationship get? How much more beautiful does it remain? Love it. It's it's I know this is going in, in more direction, but it's why I do so many check-ins. Mm-hmm. It's why I say to my girlfriends, is this relationship meeting your needs? Does our friendship meet your needs? And why I sit down and think, does it meet mine? Or I check in with you and say, does our business relationship meet your needs? Mm -hmm. There are so many different aspects of who we are for each other. So do I meet your needs as your mom or as a friend or as a coworker? Or if you ever see me as a boss, I don't know that you even do. No, and I mean that. But Or just somebody that helps you. Or maybe sometimes you see me as the cleaner because I do all of the cleaning. So I, I empty your garbage. I put flowers on your desk for you. I buy you treats and put them on your desk. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I clean the bathroom in your treatment room for you on a weekly basis. So sometimes you could have the right to see that you're the boss, right? Yes. And, and see, I would sit there and think you're the boss of the podcast show. 
because you you generate content. And well, but I, I see think, you as the boss. Because oh, no, well, this, this is, is getting funny. funny. <laughs> um, be, because you edit I and edit. produce. Yeah, and I mean, I get to call the shots audio wise. Right? right, because these are on. But I think, okay, she's steering the conversation. She's, you know, she's figuring out what the message is, and mm-hmm. so I've got to figure out how to get behind this team and deliver. Oh, well, then maybe people are hearing in this part of the conversation that we both, in in whatever ways, see each other in a variety of roles. And Patrick and said this earlier. In. Yeah, he said it earlier, where he said you can walk into a room and know I'm not the CEO of this room. I'm right. not the CEO of this group. But when I walk back into this setting, maybe when I sit at this table, mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. When we sit over in our in our office, there's a we. Mm-hmm. When we go into the kitchen, that's a you. <laughs> right? When, when we shop, that's a you. Yes. <laughs> May I wear this? <laughs> <laughs> there's more to it than that. But anyway. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, you know, Kelly, Patrick and his sisters and husbands and children and parents, because I really, you know, it, it's a, a whole group session. It's not just about Patrick, mm-hmm. right? Because there was so much growth for every single person here where they had choices to participate in processes. And so I said to the girls, well, Patrick says that one of his life purposes then was to create process for every one of you. So that if you thought, you know, like the diaper changing, you know how their own children grew out of wearing diapers, but he did not. So there were certain things that were successful processes and maybe other things that weren't, but were they important? And so that was part of his job was to challenge them to always remember, are we in the right process? Can we deviate? Can it be flexible? And they had to learn that with him. And then at other times, they absolutely couldn't. It had to follow a certain process. Otherwise, it just didn't work, and he would go into full-blown panic. Mm -hmm. So they had to know those universal laws of process, flexibility. But that's us. Oh, yeah, I get it. My God, how we've walked into (laughs) hotel rooms that I can't stand the color of, and it's like, no, Mm -hmm. I need a process, or there's full-blown panic. Right. Or we walk into a social situation. I think anyone can agree with this. And it's like, okay, I I trust my social skills, but in this setting, anxiety is taking over. Anxiety is the boss. Or the synesthesia is so big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's where I'm saying we still can't afford to not be attentive. Right. All the time. Everything is teaching us about process, and we all have tantrums and meltdowns. Yes. Yes. He's one of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. Mine too. (laughs) um, The whole family is. Mm -hmm. And and I, I wish so much that I could have participated more with that family. I had wished they had been an extension of my own. Well, maybe, yeah, (laughs) maybe, sorry. (laughs) Maybe if they see this podcast and they're like, wow, we were really well represented in that story. They'll be like, yeah, let's call, let's call again and come back. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice for people to hear more Patrick's stories about what he taught this family Mm -hmm. or, and, and some of his own life purposes I just think it was fascinating. Cool. Worth, I'm, worth sharing. I'm thrilled that you that you mm-hmm. chose to share this. And mm-hmm. I know this particular podcast was difficult because I had a technological meltdown <laughs> the first time we tried to do it. Um, so to hear the story a couple times um, has been great too. So her, her meltdown was simply that we taped this entire show and nothing recorded. Audio. Audio. So we had to redo the entire show. 
And then that got paused as well. So we're taping on day two right now. Yes. If anyone's like, their hair looks really bad today. (laughs) (laughs) Or that shirt is very wrinkly. Yeah. I had to take this out of the wash machine and put it back on. (laughs) So anyway, it's just all the fun of doing the show. Mm -hmm. But I think... It's always about the message. Yeah. And, you know, Kelly, I always think about who my dead, who my favorite dead people are, mm-hmm. because there are so many favorite dead people, so many spirits for me. And Patrick is right up there, mm-hmm. right up there. Lovely. I hope his family gets to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Cool. I hope so too. Okay. Except that I did change his name, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, that's We'll good. see. Okay. Um, okay. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Um, if anyone has questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we're back next Saturday with another show. Um, remember, we've got tickets on sale for our Evening with Medium events, and Patreon is coming soon.